A few weeks back, we published a list of our most anticipated games for 2021. However, looking back on it, something seems to stand out, and that is, coincidentally, all the games on the list are independent titles, and this obviously speaks to the quality that independent games have risen to over the years, but on the bright side, it also leaves the door open for another list, and everybody loves more lists. This time around, we will feature another batch of the most anticipated games of 2021, but this time only premium AAA titles that have huge teams and budgets behind them, and here they are. This week on the Video Games Podcast. Back in January of 2017, Capcom did something that seemed impossible. They fixed Resident Evil. This is not hyperbole, as the Resident Evil franchise was heading down a road that could have doomed the series. Despite confusing commercial success, Resident Evil 6 is the worst-reviewed mainline game in the series. Too many bad experiences, and people will stop trusting a brand, and that felt like what was happening with the Resident Evil series after the fourth entry. We've seen this happen multiple times this decade with companies like BioWare and CD Projekt. Resident Evil 4 is widely considered to be among the top games of all time and arguably the best Resident Evil game in the series, though Resident Evil 2 still holds the top spot in my heart, especially after the wonderful remake. However, after seeing the success of Resident Evil 4, Capcom figured that what people wanted was more action. Unfortunately, Capcom continued to push too far in the action direction along with the following trends of the industry at the time, with Resident Evil 5 being co-op based and Resident Evil 6 only being recognizable due to the title of the game. Resident Evil 5 was an enjoyable co-op experience, but it lacked any resemblance of the series that put it on the map in the first place. What Capcom did after the release of Resident Evil 6 put the Resident Evil train back on the proper tracks that it should be on. Survival Horror. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard with a breath of fresh air to the series by going back to the roots on what made the series special in the first place. And speaking firsthand, it rekindled my love for the series. Resident Evil 7 felt like a modern reboot and included staples that made Resident Evil special in the first place, an average protagonist, close quarters, and an ominous setting. The seventh mainline entry also had a lot more going for it, including having some amazing visuals, some new characters to get acquainted with, and one of the best VR experiences initially on PSVR. Critics and fans agreed with Resident Evil 7 selling almost 8 million copies since its release as it was revealed by Capcom that RE7 has become the fastest selling Resident Evil game of all time when not looking at entries that have been ported to multiple systems across multiple generations and this just shows how much the series is adored by fans who just want good survival horror on a blockbuster level. That was over 40 years ago, and although we've seen two great remakes of RE2 and RE3 in the subsequent years, 
we haven't seen an original entry and what direction Capcom will be taking post-Biohazard with Resident Evil. Now, if the trailers are anything to get excited about, then Resident Evil 8 looks to be blending some of the best elements of the series. When speaking with IGN, Peter Fabiano, one of the producers of RE8, echoed these sentiments. We feel it's an accumulation of all the best elements of the Resident Evil games from the past 25 years, with everything fans love about action-infused survival horror, plus new surprises, of course. There are plenty of puzzles to solve and mysteries to unfold. Players will once again take control of Ethan Winters, experiencing more of the story set in motion in Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Although a lot can be said of how Resident Evil established itself as the godfather of the survival horror genre by using a third-person perspective, the change to first-person was a fresh change that the series was looking for, among other things. Village will not only be continuing to use the first-person perspective, but it is also a continuation of Ethan Winter's story, the protagonist from Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, and I enjoyed a fresh perspective on the universe that also allowed new players to get invested in the series. What we have seen so far evokes Resident Evil 4 with a more supernatural, occult feeling set in the European countryside, and as mentioned earlier, we all know how well RE4 went down in the history books, and Village looks to be taking the best elements and fusing them into the RE engine that was used for Biohazard, the visually gorgeous remakes of RE2 and RE3, as well as many other Capcom titles. One of the aspects that also has my anticipation level high for Village is that it has currently only been announced for PC and the new, next-gen, more powerful consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And we've seen how games have to compromise on their vision when they try to design it across multiple generations. Peter Fabiano continued that new technologies are allowing us to immerse players in the game in ways we couldn't achieve before in what we hope will be the most pulse-pounding Resident Evil to date. And these sentiments are exciting as we are slowly seeing next-gen experiences come to fruition. Looking at the precedent of the recent releases of the series, it would seem that we will likely be playing this game within the first half of the year, but it looks more like spring is a realistic release window. Resident Evil 7 came out in January of 2017, back when premium AAA titles typically waited for the fall. Publishers quickly learned that this early window is when people are hungry for games and are usually stuck indoors during the cold winter months. The Resident Evil 2 Remake was also released in January of 2019, and finally Resident Evil 3 Remake came out a little later during the first few days of April in 2020. All of these releases saw great success within their internal projections, and it would be very surprising if RE8 came out after May. Moving on to the next game on our list will likely be one of the first games that will take full advantage of all the next generation features of the PlayStation 5, and that is everyone's favorite Lombax, Ratchet. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart looks like a result of creativity without limits at Insomniac. It's one of the easiest bets to say that this new entry from Ratchet & Clank is going to be good, but the big question is just how good will it be? When taking a look at Insomniac's history with the series, we have seen them release 11 titles with an average rating of around 82, 
which is largely lowered by a few missteps in the series near the turn of the last decade. All indications, including a return to form on the last Ratchet entry, point to this being the best game in the series that it has seen so far, and that means a lot for a franchise that began almost 20 years ago. When first revealed at Sony's PS5 game showcase in June of 2020, seeing Ratchet and Clank use the power of the custom-designed SSD to instantly shift between dimensions... It was easy to draw comparisons to Titanfall 2 and the amazing time-traveling sequence that stood out as the best moment of that excellent game. In Rift Apart, instead of a sequence built around an interesting mechanic, the whole game will be built around it. Instead of just swapping between two scenarios, the possibilities look much greater from what we've seen. The main reason for Rift Apart potentially being the greatest game in the series is thanks to all of the new power and features of the PlayStation 5. And when speaking to Games Radar about how this new tech will propel the game forward, game director Mike Daly said the adapter triggers not only give us another channel for weapons to feel unique, in some cases, they enable extra functionality. It gives us a way to add nuance to weapon functions that just weren't possible before. It's much more intuitive to have this secondary function directly on the trigger than have players learn different buttons. This is coming from a series that is known for its innovative and out-of-this-world arsenal. The other thing Ratchet & Clank has been known for since 2002 is the high quality of its visuals, and it was likely one of the first games that started people comparing to playing a Pixar movie. And that was almost 20 years ago, and it seems like games might have finally reached the same level as animation. The PlayStation 5 and a new Ratchet title from Insomniac seem made for each other with things like 4K, HDR, and ray tracing. If Astro's Playroom, one of the highlights of last year for me, was just scratching the surface of what developers are doing with this new technology of the PlayStation 5, namely the DualSense, then I can't wait to see what Insomniac will do, especially coming off of two critical and commercial hits. On the most anticipated games list of 2021 that we created in early December, there were two things that stood out from that list. First, they were all independent games, which speaks of the quality and the scope that independent games are capable of nowadays. But secondly, two of the three games on the list featured a time loop mechanic. 12 Minutes has you replaying the same 12-minute loop over and over again while you try to piece together what is happening and Returnal places you in the shoes of a female astronaut standing on a hostile alien planet stuck in a time loop after each death. So the final game on this list should come as no surprise that it also features a time loop mechanic, and that would be the PS5 exclusive Death Loop. Obviously, the main mechanism of the game would likely be enough to get it a place on this list, as time loops look to be the next BR, but this game is being developed by Arcane Studios. And since being acquired by ZeniMax back in 2010, Arcane has been consistently delivering quality games that are dripping with style, and by the looks of what we've seen so far, Deathloop will be no different. In Deathloop, you're an assassin who is trapped in a 24-hour time loop, and your mission is to assassinate eight targets while using some Dishonored-style powers and some Bioshock-style weaponry. And what stands out from previous Arcane games is the inclusion of multiplayer, whereas the studio's previous games Dishonored and Prey were both crafted single-player experiences, Deathloop adds the optional element of another player controlling the rival assassin who is trying to stop you. The good news is that if you don't want your game to be invaded, you can also play this game in full single player. 
Initially scheduled for release in late 2020, Deathloop was pushed back and now currently has a release date of May 21st, and that's good news because the studio has had more time to complete their vision, hopefully, but it's also good news because it's just over four months away. With Microsoft recently acquiring ZeniMax Media, there was questions about what would remain multi-platform and what would become exclusive. If Microsoft really wanted to break the exclusivity contract that PlayStation had with Deathloop, then it likely could have been done, but Microsoft has to be commended for continuing to make gamer-friendly decisions for the time being. Now, it could also be because Deathloop has been developed with the DualSense in mind, something that the Xbox doesn't have an answer for just yet though it is getting a simultaneous release on PC. When speaking with the PlayStation blog, Ann Lewis, senior content manager from Bethesda, explained how the DualSense will be utilized. When you first start out, you might be working with a lower tier weapon, something that is a little more prone to jamming, and when it's jammed, your trigger will be blocked halfway, giving you instantaneous feedback. The post also mentions how every weapon will be different. She goes on to say, every weapon will feel unique from the way it fires or swings to the way it reloads. You'll feel the difference through the DualSense. Deathloop's use of the DualSense goes beyond just making the weapons feel unique. Every type of movement your character makes will provide a different sensation, whether you're running, sliding, climbing, sneaking, or teleporting, she said. All of these ways in which Deathloop is taking advantage of the next-gen technology, combined with the quality of an arcane title, line up to be a fantastic experience. It wouldn't be a true list without squeezing in a few extra games. Now, there is still a chance that 2021 will be one of the greatest years of gaming, and there is likely so many experiences that will be released this year that haven't been announced yet. But as for what has been announced, Hitman 3 comes to mind. The episodic nature of the first game connected with me, but for whatever reason, I didn't play Hitman 2, and I'm very excited for the timing and the refinement that the final game in the trilogy looks to be offering. The fact that this game is being released in January and that you can play all of the levels from the first two games if you own them using Hitman are a nice bonus. After taking three years off, which is something that the Battlefield franchise has never done since it first started in 2002, the hope is that the series can once again rise to the challenge and get back into the fray for best shooter. Battlefield 5 was released at the end of 2018 and underwhelmed both newcomers and the hardcore fanbase, and this means that by the time Battlefield 6 gets released at the end of 2021, it will have been three years and hopefully enough time is what this series needed to bring it back to prominence and once again take on Call of Duty as the premier shooter. Obviously, Returning to the Bad Company series would seem like the best choice, but only time will tell what EA and DICE can do with this series after a three-year hiatus and new console technology. Last week, we talked about what it would take for Back for Blood, the spiritual successor to Left for Dead, to succeed in 2021. And the hope is that with the studio that created the co-op survival shooter genre developing the game and enough fresh ideas like the deck building, Back for Blood should be just fine. Back for Blood features a classic mode that if you don't want to partake in the deck building aspect, but it seems like this innovation will be just what Turtle Rock needed to create another smash hit that will have longevity thanks to the new dynamics that will emerge during each session from the decks. 
That's all for our most anticipated blockbuster games list of 2021, and if you missed our other list that featured only in titles, then you can also go check that one out as well. Now, I hope you enjoyed this list, and maybe some of these titles made yours as well. A big thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Video Games Podcast, and if you haven't subscribed, then please consider doing so. As always, please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Thank you.